100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, PreserveCast is honored to share remarkable stories of suffragists within each episode this year. Beyond the Ballot is supported by Preservation Maryland, Gallagher, Avilius, and Jones Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. To learn more about influential women, past and present, or to donate, please visit BallotAndBeyond.org. This week on Ballot and Beyond, we'll learn about Juanita Jackson Mitchell, an attorney that fought racial discrimination, read by Sean T. Daniels, Executive Director of the Baltimore National Heritage Area. Juanita Jackson Mitchell. In 1960s, most public accommodations in Baltimore were segregated. Black people could not try on clothes in white department stores or eat in most white-owned restaurants. But Baltimore was home to Juanita Jackson Mitchell. She was a member of one of the most prominent families of the civil rights movement. Her mother was Lily Carroll Jackson, the legendary leader of the local NAACP. Her husband, Clarence Mitchell Jr., was influential enough as NAACP's national lobbyist that he became known as the nation's 101st Senator. And Juanita Jackson Mitchell could make her own name in the movement. The Baltimore Sun would write she challenged discrimination almost everywhere she saw it. She graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in 1931 after successfully challenging the school's policy of racially segregated dormitories. When she became the first black female attorney in the state of Maryland, she would practice law despite a city bar association that admitted no black people. She would go on to change the city through law, peaceful protest, and voter registration. She took the case of the Dunbar High School and Morgan State students who were recruited to go into an all-white restaurant and ask for service. At Hoover's restaurant at the corner of Charles and Fayette Streets, they were told to leave. They refused. They were arrested. Mitchell argued the authorities had violated the students' constitutional rights by using trespassing laws to support the segregation of public accommodation. The students lost the trial. They lost again when the case went to the Supreme Court. But in 1964, the state of Maryland passed public accommodation laws and Congress, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So nearly five years after their demonstration at Hoover's, Juanita Mitchell was able to get the students' convictions reversed. And Baltimore restaurants were finally open to everyone. Juanita Mitchell would move on to the integration of city agencies. She fought successfully for the city to hire black police, social workers, librarians, and to integrate public parks, beaches, and schools, making Maryland the first southern state to desegregate its schools. She spearheaded the voter registration drives that added thousands of new black voters. She once said, we do not beg for civil rights as crumbs from the table of democracy. We insist on our right to sit at the table. She fought for equality and justice until the very end of her distinguished life in 1992, 
at the age of 79.